Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Mixed Mornings and More podcast with Steph and Sean. Now available daily. Good morning, world. Good morning. Hi. Happy Tuesday. It is 4-4, April 4th. Uh, it's 5-31, and I'm back, baby. And you're back in the house, and I'm so happy to see you, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was with the snow yesterday? I wasn't too <laughs> fond about that. I drove. I drove Monday night home from Edmonton. I think I got in around 6 o'clock at night. Perfectly fine. Whole drive. Just an absolute beauty of a drive. Clear roads. Nothing happening. I crashed. I went to bed. Woke up at like 10 a.m. Humble brag. Whatever. <laughs> wow. Look at nice. That's <laughs> right when we finish our show. And, and that's what I did yesterday. I finished our show all alone. <laughs> and I looked out my window. It took me two takes. I looked out my window. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, still some snow on the ground. Whatever. That's how it was. But then I did a double take. And there was snow on my vehicle. I was very confused. We got a fresh dump of snow yesterday. I think it was only like two inches, but it certainly was enough (laughs) that you had to clean off your car. I was like brushing off my tonneau cover as well, thinking it was going to like blow up. Very annoying. However, the weather forecast is going to make up for it this long weekend. Hello. Oh, yeah. We're, we're almost going to be pushing 20 come the weekend, 17 on Sunday. That's incredible. That is so great. That is a clean out your vehicle kind of day. Yeah. If you're not stuck in the kitchen making the turn. No, that's that's uh, get your shaving done during the week because tarps oppie and get the <laughs> tannin going on the weekend. <laughs> tarps oppie. I had to learn this very hardly last year. Tarps oppie is shirts optional. Yes. <laughs> I have to say, one of my favorite parts about taking time off, other than the time off itself, Steph, uh-huh. is setting my automatic replies or like my out of office email uh, just to whoever sends me one. That is very obvious in the email that I got on Friday when I sent you an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always love to just throw personality in there and have some fun. I'll just read it for everyone here. Yes. If, if you didn't send me an email, this is what you missed out on. I turned it off now. So you like, oh, see shoot. you never type of thing. But it said, ahoy, mate. Thanks for the email. Ahoy, mate. I'm a pirate now and I'm off on my ship. You caught me on holidays. I'll be back in the office Tuesday, April 4th. If it's urgent, you can send your concerns to just yeah. thanks. Oh, I got a shout out in the way. Man. Yeah, I said co-host, you are part-time boss and you're an absolute legend. And then here's her email. And then my sign off is serve, slay, survive. Okay. Is this is this new? Is this gonna be in every email this serve, slay, survive, or only when you're out of office? I was uh, that was like a test right there. I was testing it out over the weekend. No one really commented on it, so it didn't really get a reaction that I was looking for. But we'll maybe we'll test it in person because I was just like a robot sent it out in the automatic reply. Yeah, well it's hard to reply to an automatic reply because you're just like obviously I'm they're gonna not get gonna another see one this. Back. I'm gonna get another one back. And they they've let me know they don't want emails. They're like 
like, hey, if you want to email me, actually email Steph. (laughs) Did you get any? Did you get any like ricochet emails? I did not. Nobody needed you that bad this weekend that they had to talk to me. All right. I'll take another vacation. See you never. (laughs) No, no. I needed you, Sean. I needed you. (laughs) Big news came from NASA yesterday that Canada is getting an astronaut on the next mission to the moon. Yeah, this is so cool. Groundbreaking, even. Yeah, the last time they flew to the moon was in 1972, and this is the first non-American ever that's going to orbit the moon, and it's a Canadian from London, Ontario. Yeah, and he's beautiful, too. (laughs) Okay, this is what I have to laugh at. BlogTO puts out this article about this, and their headline is, Ridiculously Handsome Ontario Astronaut Chosen as First Canadian to Orbit the Moon. What? That was a thirsty author right there. Like, Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not lying either. Like, There's a reason why they put it. I scrolled by his picture on Facebook. I was like, damn, I've been reading about this guy, and now I finally saw him. Yeah, that's a great, great representation of who sh- we should be sending up there. Yeah, all Canadians look like him. He's also a master of science and physics, an Stop. F-18 pilot, a Canadian astronaut. Like he's got, he's the mission specialist <sighs> for the Artemis II. He's a, he's got a lot of things under his belt. Not just a pretty face, that one. Holy moly, he's gonna have to go <laughs> private. His DMs are just absolutely exploding right now. This guy's the whole package. I bet you he's six four two. What? I was about to call him a bad name, but he he's just thriving right now. Unfortunately, this thirsty <laughs> article writer did not uh, reveal his height. Probably wanted to keep that a secret. Yeah, and probably like I know his Instagram handle and I'm not sharing it either. <laughs> Over the weekend on Friday, I took a trip uh, to Lloydminster to get a fresh breath air of that Sasky air. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just needed it in me. I haven't had that in a while. Wow. So you're like, you know what I'm going to do? Drive six hours to Lloydminster just so I can cross the border and say I'm in Sasky. Got you again. Yeah, pretty much. A couple deep breaths and then head back. Type. <laughs> <laughs> just hits a little different. Uh, but I've never traveled that way before. I've never traveled from Fort McMurray uh, to Lloydminster. And so I got to go on a whole bunch of new roads. You know, I'm a big map guy. You are. Did you put your map hat on to yeah. look at the route? I actually take my hat off when I'm driving. But <laughs> <laughs> but figuratively, I did put that map hat on, and I love uh, just geography and everything. And I thought it was so interesting, like my GPS, once I got to Lac- I I can get myself to Lacklebish, but then from there, I don't know what back roads to take. And I essentially assumed it was going to take me through like St. Paul and all of these like tiny towns of like 2000 type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it, the GPS is pretty much just like uh, fastest way to get there is all of these back roads, all paved still, but all of these back roads nothing around and it's just like you in the road and i loved it so much i could tell like the further east i was getting towards saskatchewan how much more of saskatchewan it was like it reminded me when i had this job back in saski of pretty much traveling like uh the back 40 the grid roads and doing like line locating on like farmland and stuff uh just like the wide open road no one around you and you're just ripping so it just took you back you're like nostalgia my gps knows me knows exactly what i would like today did you see anybody else on the road with you it, the odd time I would pass another car maybe once every 20 30 minutes no it would just way. be it would literally just be me on these like back roads and it was so s- soothing it was so great and but then it became a problem um 
my car only travels, I would say, highway driving from Fort McMurray, uh, whether it's going down to the Edmonton city beyond. I get about, I want to say, like five hours, and then I probably have to fill up again. Uh-huh. And we got to that point, and I was around nothing. Can we <laughs> chat about Lac La Biche? You know, you, you know how to get to Lac La Biche. You didn't think, well, it's been three hours. May as well top it up since I'm going on all these back roads. <laughs> well, I didn't know what was ahead of me. I didn't know, I didn't know what was ahead of me. And Another I, I, good reason to fill up. I didn't know what was ahead of me. So. Yeah, but then I knew, I knew the likes of like Vermilion and St. Paul and Two Hill. I knew all that stuff was ahead of me. I'm like, I'm surely this GPS would take me through one of these towns and not just like bypass all of them on these like back roads. But and then so like my my gas tank got down to like that digital thing that tells you it was like, oh, you got like 80 kilometers to go before you hit. E and stuff and I'm pretty sure mine goes to like dashes when I hit 60 oh dear and then it doesn't tell me after that oh my god and so that's when you kind of know that you're getting close to E so then (laughs) I was about yeah I was about like half hour away from like Vermilion and then I kind of puttered on and I got a full tank of gas that was good (laughs) okay okay you really expect your GPS to do a lot not only take me on the back roads like I like (laughs) but also remind me to get gas too please take me by one of those gas stations yeah yeah so it's all good I'm here we made it got the couple scoops of uh, fresh air from (laughs) Saskatchewan and I'm thriving today. I'm I'm alive. I went to go grocery shopping yesterday, so naturally I put my dollar in the cart and I started to walk inside the store. And I'm always very aware when you walk in the store that there usually are some ravens nests above and you kinda have to be wary of what might drop on you. (laughs) But in the in November they put those stakes up, so the the bird dropping problem has really been mitigated. However, yesterday, as I was walking underneath the covered patio and I was pushing my cart, I just heard like, wee, 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 like all these like little baby birds. And I was like, where are they? And then I saw a man waiting for a ride. And I was like, how is he not looking up to make sure that he is not getting pooped on? (laughs) And I was looking on the ground like, okay, well, it's pretty wet out here. And I guess maybe it's all been washed away. And I walk this cart inside and I'm walking around and I was like, my God goodness why are these birds so loud they're following me everywhere there was like a a produce bag stuck in the wheel of my cart <laughs> oh is that what was making the noise yeah it was it sounded like a bunch of baby birds squeaking how the, wheel. <laughs> be so oblivious to something that's literally right under you like you hear a sound it's coming from below you, and you just look up. You know what? The, I think it was just the fact that it was just following me around. Like I was like, oh I was like prepared to not get pooped on. I was on a mission to yeah. run inside. I was I was just so aware that that could be the possibility that the fact that my cart was making the noise didn't even cross. My yeah, mind. you're like, why isn't anyone looking up to see if a bird's about to poop? And they're all staring at you. Like, why is this annoying lady not taking the bag out of her car right now? Yeah, it's me. Hi, <laughs> I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> Over my tiny little vacation, I went to a hockey game down in the city in Edmonton to watch my ducks play. And I had a plan to go viral and I executed it and it happened. Wow, that's impressive. You could, you could, uh, teach a course on content creation now? A little bit, a tiny little bit. So I wanted to to make a stupid sign and I wanted, and I had a plan around how to do it okay. and everything. And so like the first part of the plan is I, you needed to sit like lower bowl. 
uh, in in their arena. Oh, okay. And so, because it's just more noticeable, uh, trying to see a sign up in the upper 200s and stuff of the, the upper level, a little harder to get on, on the television and everything and the big screen, all that good stuff. And so I knew I had to find a deal on lower bowl tickets, and I waited till about two or three hours before game time till finally I found like a cheap affordable option oh my goodness. <laughs> to sit lower ball. So bless the person that guy got the ticket from. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, and then and then to make a sign. I needed to make a sign that wasn't like the others. I needed it to stand out and be different. Okay. So was it stand out and be different by what you wrote on it or yeah. by what it looked like? Yeah, essentially. And so I, I was wearing Ducks gear. I'm a Ducks fan. Uh, the whole place is just littered with Oilers fans. There was like, I, I, I ran into a couple Ducks fans here or there. So it was nice to just be like, yeah, we're here for the loss. Thank you very much. We're tanking. <laughs> we're tanking. Here and, for those red hot Ducks. Yeah. And then so I brought a bright orange bristle board and I was like, oh yeah. I was like, okay, there's a good chance there's going to be some Oiler signs and stuff with this bright orange because they're also orange in color. Mm-hmm. And when I got the there there actually was like a lot of kids with orange oh, but but they are uh, they like a 12 year old made them so like uh they didn't have quite the they didn't stand out as much as mine did because they were like colorful and stuff and mine was just orange sign big black bold words type of thing so okay. you could clearly see what it said part of the plan and you wrote something other than go oilers go or go ducks go on it exactly my sign stood out because it was a ducks sign and said down bad for bedard bedard is the top player in this draft class the ducks they desperately need to get this kid on their team so they can get back to the playoffs and so uh, it just it just stood out in different ways and it was not just your typical like we suck or whatever it was it was different and so uh, being different being uh, part of the ducks lower bowl that all went into it I was surprised also by how nice Oilers fans were Oh. I was expecting chirps, like left, right, and center. I was a little scared. Like, I was scared walking to the arena, and <laughs> then, like, I was hoping people would be nice. They were more than nice. No, I didn't receive one chirp until after the game. Well, they probably felt bad for you. They're like, this poor guy, loyal to his team to a fault. He's the last one in the league, but okay. Yeah, see, and I think that's what went into it. They did feel bad for me. They're like, oh, poor guy. He cheers for the Ducks. They're in, like, essentially last place. Let's not, let's not egg him on. But I just thought, you know, like, gritty Edmonton, maybe a couple soda pops here or there, some chirps would have came out. But no, everyone was really nice. Even so, I went viral on. Uh, I, got, I got shown on on Sportsnet on the on the broadcast of the game. Wow! Did anybody see Sean with his down bad for Bedard <laughs> sign? <laughs> it got shown right around Edmonton scored their fifth goal sometime in the third period. Oh, okay. Uh, it, it wow! Was five that's a lot no- of goals. <laughs> it was five nothing at that point. In like in my section, after every time Edmonton scored, I would get up with all the Oilers fans and I'd just be partying and I'd have like my sign up and so. So it was a whole bunch of fun that way. So then once that happened, I got a whole bunch of messages coming, like, you made it on TV type of thing. (laughs) And so I got on the national broadcast, and then this Twitter account picked it up as well. That got seen over 100,000 times. Holy cow. As well, just a bunch of interactions. And then the Sportsnet official Instagram account, which has, like, over a million followers, uh, posted me to, like, their Instagram. I've had Sports Radio, like, reach out to me to, like, come on their shows. I did my first Sports Radio hit yesterday. Oh. Uh, to talk about things (laughs) like it was hilarious and on top of that the Ducks lost and they are closer they're 
so close to getting last place and potentially acquiring Bedard. And so it's all going to plan. It's coming full circle here. I hope Bedard reaches out to you and says, thanks for the sign, man. (laughs) Sean, I have a suggestion for your next job. All right. I'm always yours. Always yours. I don't want you to leave me by any means, but... This might entice you because it pays $335,000 a year. Listening. (laughs) Don't care. Listening. (laughs) It's to be a prompt engineer. I I think adding engineer to any title is not something I could do, but I'm listening. (laughs) Well, this job needs no education. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, it's just so that you can ask the AI the right questions to get the answers that you need to do a job. So your job would be to kind of massage the Tell AI. you how to talk to AI. Exactly. I know how to use it. You don't. Yeah. I and teach you. I get paid. Yes. <laughs> so companies are like, we want to be able to integrate AI into our jobs oh. to make people's jobs easier, but our workforce doesn't know how to use it. So we need prompt engineers who are able to prompt oh. the AI to do this thing and then show people how easy it is where you're like oh my goodness. hey chat gtp um explain this to me like an 11 year old yeah yeah so oh you're my. pretty good at it already yes it is i feel like this would be a temporary job because once i tell everyone then they would know well but then i could quickly grab uh three hundred thousand dollars and i could be set for a little bit yeah apparently a typical day in the life of a prompt engineer involves writing only five different prompts and about 50 interactions with ChatGTP yep. when you're done. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. It's very simple. I mean, it's very hard. No one else should apply for this. And I will take care of things, and I will talk to you later. <laughs> and then somebody come and talk to me. If Sean leaves, I need a new friend. <laughs> Trivia Tuesday. Everything's coming up space today, Steph, for right. Trivia Tuesday. We have our hot Canadian stud going to be going on the Artemis ship thing. And shooting up there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we do. I can't remember his name, though. <laughs> Something Hanson. I forget his first name. Oh, Last yes. name Hanson. Mr. Hanson. Dr. Hanson. Dr. Handsome Hanson. 18 fighter pilot Hanson. That's right. Six foot four, doctor degree. F-18 pilot. Anyways, that's what trivia is about, how hot he is. The trivia is, uh, do you remember the year that man stepped on the moon? Oh, stepped on the moon? Yeah. What what year did George Armstrong or whatever his name was <laughs> go on the moon? Oh we did it once. Gosh. We did it once. Yeah, we did it once. The last time we went to the moon was 1972. Was that the only time we went to the moon? Oh, thank you, thank you. 72 was the answer I'm looking for. I was really nervous that we went in the 60s or something as well. Just haven't been there in a while. Um, Okay, as promised, last week you quizzed me with how to spell dog breeds, and I said it was cat breed time for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sean, spell Siamese cat. Siamese cat. Do not write that on your hand. It's the covers on. Okay. Covers on. I just need, it's like when they have the board in front of them and they use their finger. Yes. This is what I'm doing. Okay. So Siamese, I'll put the pen down. <laughs> Thank you. Use your finger. S-I-A-M-E-S-E. Wow. Okay. All right. Now try Burmese cat. Burmese cat. B-U-R-M-E-S-E. That's not the right button. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're wild. Was it right or wrong? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Let's go for this one. Persian cat. <laughs> Persian. Oh, my goodness. Um, P-E-R-S-I-A-N. Wow, Sean. Let me just make sure I... No, you didn't want to do that one again? <laughs> no, no, one more. Maine Coon. Maine Coon. Wow, I've never heard of this cat. Maine Coon. Um, I'm going to go off the wall. I'm not going to say it's organic like Main Street and stuff. So we're going to go uh, M-A-Y-N-E-C-O-O-N. Yeah. I'm sorry. You were doing so well. It's M-A-I-N-E. Uh, so it is a weird spelling yes. of Maine, but not quite so weird. And then Coon, C-O-O-N. So you were very close. Cool. Very close. But cool. good job. You did better Thank than you. me in the dog spelling. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's time to call our Wood Buffalo Sports Connection Community Champion of the Month. They were nominated on our website. You can do the same, mix1037fm.com. But let's call this month's winner. Hello. Hi, Bruce. Yes. Hi, Bruce. This is Steph and Sean calling from Mix 103.7. How are you? I'm good. Bruce, are you seated? Do you have time to chat right now? We have some big news for you. Uh, I got a few minutes. All right, Bruce. I'll tell you what. We run this nice little initiative that just spotlights and highlights community champions within and around the RMWB. And I just want to say it all comes in from the public. And we have some people that think that you are an absolute great human. Oh, was that right? Yeah, so you were nominated by Tara Lynn, and she said that you have worked many years at the Frank LaCroix Arena cheering on our athletes, putting the most incredible care into the ice and maintaining the facility. She said you're there at 6 a.m. prepping the ice for the day, taking time and care like no one else. You're kind to the kids, the parents. You're always smiling, and she thinks you are awesome and has nominated you to be the community champion of the month. Oh, right on. Thank you. Yeah, so we just want to highlight you. We want to shine all the spotlight for all the hard work that you do that goes unnoticed. And uh, we want to make it noticeable now. So thank you so much for everything you do in the community. We also have a $100 Stratosphere Sports gift card for you. And you can splurge a little bit with that bad boy. All right on. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> you are so welcome. And thanks so much for all your hard work and making everybody stay over at Lift Park yeah, Arena. Yeah, perfect. I didn't, didn't expect anything like this. <laughs> hey, well, that speaks to your character and all the hard work that you put in, you know? People are noticing, and you're doing a great job, so we appreciate it. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you very much. Well, good morning to our friends in the studio. We have Dan Edwards, Executive Director, and Michelle Han, Communications and Community Development Manager of the Wood Buffalo Food Bank. Welcome to the studio. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for taking the time and just joining us in studio here. Uh, Food Bank constantly busy, events going on. Quickly recap, we have co-hosts in the building here <laughs> of the thriving Chopped event that happened. I've heard from Steph all morning. How has it been? Oh, it was so much fun. We're already kind of gearing up and thinking about what we're going to do for next year. That's amazing. And a big announcement happened halfway through the Chopped event. You have a new kitchen sponsored by... Yeah, so KTS Solutions, uh, Prince there uh, came in with the naming sponsor for the uh, educational kitchen. So it's now the KTS Solutions Educational Kitchen at the North Star Ford Food Bank Food Center. Sorry, there's a lot of information in there. <laughs> still new, still rolling off the tongue. 
Oh, wonderful. That's so great. I love when um, local businesses can come on board and help support our community, which is amazing. And another way that you can help support the community, of course, this happens every single year, the Service Credit Union Spring Food Drive. And we need... Volunteers. <laughs> Everybody together now? Volunteers. <laughs> Break it down. What are we, is it just general volunteers? What are y'all looking for? Yeah, so uh, each year you're, you're going to see the people and the trucks parked outside every single grocery store. We need the people to be standing outside. So you're going to be handing out lists, handing out bags, you know, meeting people, kissing babies, all that good stuff. So. And shaking hands, yeah. not shaking babies. <laughs> yes. Valid point. Thank yeah. you for clarifying that. Um, and where can people sign up? Uh, so they can sign up uh, through our website, through our Facebook page as well as they can get the link from uh, WB Volunteers, and it's on a Sign Up Genius for this event. Just the large-scale event works really great on Sign Up Genius. For sure, mm. and when we're talking large-scale event, do you know how many volunteer shifts or volunteer hours you're looking to cover? There is about 300-ish plus volunteers that are needed throughout wow. the, the two days of the weekend. Um, and there are still a few volunteer shifts at the warehouse as well that are helping to sort all of the food as it comes in. Uh, but those ones fill up quickly. So if you do want to get in on those ones, you gotta you gotta get out there quick because they're getting filled. <laughs> and essentially, more the merrier. If you if you're on the top of your head, like man, I wonder if they still they probably do still need volunteers. The more of a party, the more awareness we can bring uh, just to the food bank, the drives that y'all do. I'm sure it's welcomed. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's one of those things if you guys got a team or you got friends and even if you see that it's signed up, like all the spots are filled, uh, you know, reach out to us at the food bank and, and contact Michelle and she'll help you get sorted. And we might be able to shift some people around who, you know, signed up just by themselves. We might be able to get them to take another spot so that your team can kind of come in. So, you know, don't feel afraid that like, oh, the spot you were looking for was full. Reach out to <sighs> us. We might be able to help you out or, you know, we'll just get some extra bodies at, at a store. Some of the stores are so busy, it's helpful to have mm. that extra person. For sure, and I love this one because, um, you know, a lot of people reach out and say, I want to get my kids volunteering. I want to be able to involve them in a life of volunteerism, and this is kind of a great way to introduce them to volunteering. Yes, absolutely. Kids are so great because, A, a lot of people have trouble saying no to kids. Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, they have a good time, and it's a great way to get them into that volunteer experience. And fingers crossed, you know, weather in Fort McMurray in April is, you know, six of one and half a dozen <laughs> of the other. Uh, but we're hoping for some good weather. Uh, over the many years that we've done the food drive, I've had to wear winter clothes and I've worn shorts. So it is, uh, you never really know what you're going to get, but we're fingers crossed for some really great weather. So the kids will just be able to have fun in the sunshine and uh, learn a bit of volunteering. I love it. And one more thing, talk to me about goals. What are we hoping to accomplish that weekend? Uh, so our goal for money is $25,000 and then our goal for food, we're hoping for about 50,000 pounds of food because it is only the two days versus the three that we do in the winter time. Uh, but you know, anything over that is great and really anything over one pound of food is more food than <laughs> we started with. So you know, we're really happy with everything that we get, but our goal is 50,000 pounds. Perfect. Huge thanks to Dan Edwards and Michelle Hand for coming in and chatting with us about the Service Credit Union Spring Food Drive. It's happening April 29th and 30th, so make sure you get your volunteer shifts in. Mark that weekend off as a weekend that you can help our community get fed. Thanks so much for coming. Thank you. Want more of today's show? Download the Mixed Mornings and More podcast. Now available every weekday.